Greetings, this is Dr. Willie Jolly, and I want to welcome you to my new Willie Jolly Wealthy Ways podcast series. We have been overwhelmed with the responses that people have shared from listening to these messages on my SiriusXM show over the years. Those listeners, and they're sharing my show with their network, telling people about it, telling their family members, their friends, and their coworkers about this show and the impact it's having on their lives. That's the main reason that this show is now number one for self-help in America, and I'm very grateful. Yet, we realize that many people do not have satellite radio and therefore could not experience for themselves the message. They could not get it for themselves. So we are now sharing these messages with everyone via this new podcast. Enjoy it and share it with your network. And let's help even more people to do more, be more, and achieve more. Tell everybody so that they can live a Wealthy Ways life as well. Welcome to the new Willie Jolly Wealthy Ways podcast. And remember, your best is yet to come. Award-winning singer. Best-selling author. And now, here's Willie Jolly. Are you tired of crying and complaining? Tired of feeling like life don't treat you fair? Do you see so many others moving on? Are you steady going nowhere? Have you maybe come to the conclusion That there's nothing at all that you can do? Well, just look in any mirror and you'll see Who is really, truly stopping you My, my, my It's time to get it on. It's time to get it going. And it's time to go to another level. Well, you know, I start every week the same way. I have only just a minute. Only 60 seconds in it. Forced upon me, can't refuse it. Didn't seek it, didn't choose it. But it's up to me to use it. I must suffer if I lose it. Give account if I abuse it. Just a tiny little minute. But an eternity is in it. Greetings to everybody across America. This is Willie Jolly coming to you. And I'm excited about another opportunity to come to you with a whole Hopeful and messageful show that will empower, inspire, and encourage you to grow and go to the next level, helping you to live your dreams to the best and brightest possibilities. Well, I'm grateful to be here. I'm excited about being here. Many have asked me about that minute. It's called God's Minute, and it was created and written by Dr. Benjamin Mays, who was Martin Luther King's mentor. And if you know my books, I write about that man in many of my books because he has inspired me, not just Martin Luther King, but Benjamin Mays. And so you can find that minute in my books or on my website at williejolly.com. I've got a show for you today. Now, before I get to the show, you know, I take the beginning of every show, I take a moment just to Give God glory to thank God for life. 
not just for the speaking and the books and the television and radio, no, for life and the opportunity to have life. Every day you have life, it's an opportunity and you should be grateful and have an attitude of gratitude. No matter what the challenges, I know there are challenges and there are situations and circumstances that are on your mind, but be grateful that you're here. And as Miss Seeley said in the movie, The Color Purple, when her old mean husband, Mr., was giving her a hard time, she said, you can call me all those names. You can say I'm dumb and stupid and no one wants me, but let me tell you, I'm still here. And folks, you're still here. So be grateful for every moment and every opportunity. Well, I tell you, I've got a show for you today that's going to be life changing. I know it already. You know, a couple of weeks ago, we had Michael Chapman on. He talked about the new philanthropy, and I'm big on this whole philanthropy process. And I've got two people today who are going to help you to understand how you can change your life by being bigger and being more open to helping others and make, being a blessing to others. And the first one is one who I am so honored to have on here. Uh, we've been trying for, I don't know for how long. I met one of the people in his uh, network at the Washington Post. I was a columnist for the On Success program and they had a little party for us about a year ago in fact and he said I am a part of this organization and this gentleman and I said I'd love to have him on the show so they were able to uh, thaw the work and thaw the process and then someone sent me his book. The book is called The Business of Happiness and if you are a sports fanatic, if you are an internet personality or know about person, you know this man's name. He is the one and only Ted Leonsis. Ted, joy to have you on the show with me. <laughs> Boy, that was quite the intro, and I'm very appreciative. Well, of, it's, uh, true. Being it's, here. it's true. I love the music, too. Well, I'm going to have to send you some of that music then. <laughs> you like, like that? It. I'll send it to you. I'll send you. That's my music. It's called Money Making Music, and I recorded it a couple years ago, and I'm honored that uh, it's one of the top motivational music programs on uh, iTunes, so we're grateful about that. Fantastic. Well, you have just been a inspiration to so many people, not just because of your success at, at uh, uh, the the mystics and the wizards and the capitals, but your your previous success at AOL and how you were one of the the main people who helped build AOL for many years into what it was, the powerhouse it was, and then you left AOL and you started your new uh, campaigns. But I'm just so impressed with uh, your six steps to happiness in this book. I just read the book, and folks, I want to tell you, get this book. You know, I I uh, I get books all the time, but this is one that I literally could not put down six secrets to extraordinary success and work and life and it's called the business of happiness ted your story is one that's inspiring you started in new york uh young man young boy and and then uh, you came to georgetown university and you had a professor who inspired you tell me a little bit about your story and, uh, and about that professor and what he did to encourage you well, thank you for the intro. You know, I'm not a professional author, and I do want people to know that I, I really wrote the book because as I'm out, and I guess being an evangelist on this point of view that I've developed, someone asked that I share it, and the book would be a good way to do it. And I, I give the proceeds from the sale of the book uh, to a couple of local charities, one of them the D.C. Central Kitchen here in in Washington, because it's, uh, it's really not a profit-making venture for me. It was just a way to spread a little good cheer into the community. Um, you know, to start, I, I think it's it's interesting that my parents, um, they didn't go to college. My, my dad is a Greek immigrant, and my mom was a secretary. 
and both of them were high school educated. Mm. And so they instilled in me this belief that each generation in America can do better than the generation before it, and they really believed that education was the key to success. And I think we see that in every statistic. And, you know, it's a it's an area that we're all concerned about. Um, you know, I, I grew up in Brooklyn, New York, and Lowell, Massachusetts, and frankly, very low income areas. Um, we never owned our own home. We always rented a home. My, my dad was a waiter. He, he worked for tips. Mm. And, and the whole thing for my family was read, study, be educated, because that would at least level the playing field for me against people who were more advantaged. And so I, I do, I do want to start with that as a fundamental belief. And I, I did get to Georgetown. I felt like stranger in a strange land. Um, you know, all my classmates were from private schools, and all my classmates were, um, you know, sons and daughters of of wealthy parents and professionals and the like, and. You know, they had their home and summer homes and cars, and, um, and you know, I was very scared, to be honest. Right. Would I fit in? Would I be able to handle the work? Mm. And I was really fortunate. I, I was given a mentor. Every student at Georgetown kind of collects a mentor, and my mentor happened to be a Jesuit priest. His name was Father Joseph Durkin. And at the time, if you can believe it, he was 74 years old. Really? Yep. Wow. I, I maintained a friendship with him till he died at 101. He was wow. Like, um, and, and he was really, when I first met him, I was like, this isn't going to work. Why would I be burdened with... Uh, you know, a guy who's 75 years old, who's a priest, what could we possibly have in common? And I soon realized um, he, this man was a legend and was brilliant and really internalized that developing your head, your heart, your your soul, your body, that, that being very aware of what was going on in the world and connecting those dots was the first path to fulfillment and happiness. And he just inspired in me a work ethic and a life point of view that I've honestly tried to continue, um, you know, through my life's body of work. Well, you have done it. And I was so impressed in the book how you you said he, you know, you could have gone to, I believe, GE or somewhere. I mean, some taking a job and he he encouraged you. I can't remember exactly what it was, but somewhere that he, he said you could be like everybody else or you can do something different and find your ca higher calling. I think that's what it was. Finding your higher calling. And you set out to do that. And over these years, you have uh, just done that with such 
just such mastery because you you have a giving heart, and that's because he taught you about that. Folks, you're listening to uh, Ted Leonsis on the Willie Jolly Show Across America. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. We're going to talk about his six secrets and then the his hundred goal list. It's powerful. So don't miss it. Don't go away. Tell Lottie, Dottie, and everybody to turn on their radio. You're listening to Willie Jolly, and for sure, the best is yet to come. You can call on me when you need me. You can call on me. You can call on me. Pick up the phone. You can call me. Hi, this is Dr. Willie Jolly, and if you're enjoying this information you're hearing on this podcast, I want to invite you to get even more great information on my new free gift page on my website. Go to wjspeaks.com and hit the All Access badge. On that page, you will find information and resources specifically designed to help you to have greater success. Free ebooks, music, all sorts of interesting and informational interviews for my XM show. I'm telling you, this is a great page. And why do I do it? Because I've learned that the more we give, the more we get. And the more we help other people to grow and go to the next level, the more we receive in our business. So we want to help you. Tell your friends about it. Go to Facebook and get my information. Go to my website. Get my free resources. And get on wjspeaks.com and hit that all access badge. It looks like a backstage pass. Click it. You'll get behind the scenes information to the special page to help you grow. All we want in return, all we ask is that you pass it on because the more you give, the more you get. This is Dr. Willie Jolly. Have a great day. Gotta have faith. Gotta have faith. Walk by faith. Talk by faith. By faith and live by faith. You gotta have faith. Keep the faith. Keep the faith. Keep the faith. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Woke up one morning, didn't know what to do. Had so much pressure on me. I cried, oh, oh, Lord. Oh, Lord. Please help me through. He said, open the word and just read. I, I opened and found it was clear as. That all things are possible if you believe If you had the faith of a mustard seed There is nothing, no nothing you cannot achieve, no It's by your faith oh, oh, oh. As you believe in you It's by your faith. As you believe, so shall you receive. Because you start to think differently. And if you start to think at another level and start to do it at another level, it's because you believe that you can. And when you believe differently, then you start to do differently. Oh, I'm so excited about today. And the fact that we have a person who is a thinker extraordinaire who has been able to help people to start to live their dreams. He is the author of the book that uh, many people might not know him as an author. They know him maybe as the owner of the Washington Capitals, the Washington Wizards, uh, the Mystics. Uh, He is a 
former AOL executive and is uh, just a man about town. But he's a guy who you need to read this book so you can see his heart. You see his business skills, but his heart. And that was what inspired me about the book. And y'all know I'm into inspiration and helping people to be inspired at another level because inspiration means to breathe anew. It's taken from the Greek word to breathe anew. And if you breathe into somebody, you breathe something new, then you can start to transform their thinking. His name is Ted Leonsis. The book is called The Business of Happiness. And th- Ted, thank you for being on with me. Thank you. I'm Greek. I actually knew that. <laughs> That's fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> That's fantastic. Well, that, well, Father Dirk can probably give you a little bit of that, too, with his <laughs> theological perspectives. Well, you uh, wrote this book. Uh, you talk about in the book, there are six steps and six points uh, uh, to happiness. And I want to kind of go over those a little bit and you can kind of fill in the, 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 the points of there. Well, let me start with your 101 list. I think that's probably. Well, we, we should take a step back because right. really what happened, and I, I think I'd like the listeners to know that um, I, like everyone else, was programmed to um, to believe that if you worked hard, you would get good grades, and if you got good grades, you'd get a good job, and if you got a good job, you could make some money, and if you made some money, you would be happy. But that's kind of how we're programmed. Mm -hmm. And really what the book shows is that it's really the other way around, that if you're happy, you can be successful if your companies are in the business of happiness, you can build value. But if you're successful, it doesn't necessarily mean you're going to be happy. And you can go through just countless examples of people who we read about and hear about and sometimes idolize that are unbelievably successful but they're truly dark or unhappy or miserable. Right, and, right. And that's always fascinated me. And and for me, what happened very simply was I, I graduated from college and, and I got a job and then I had an idea. And at a very early age, I started a company. I think I was 26 years old. And the company grew really fast. And a couple of years later, I sold it. And I made tens and tens of millions of dollars Plus, for my investors, gave them tens and tens of millions of dollars of profit. And so so I declared victory. It was, geez, I graduated very high, first of my class at Georgetown. I started a business, and I made a lot of money. Now I'm going to be really happy. <laughs> I've won. Mm-hmm. And... And it didn't unfold that way for me. And the pivotal moment was that I I got on an airplane. And as you'll read in the book, the plane got into all sorts of mechanical issues. And we were going to crash. We prepared for an emergency landing. And we had about 30 minutes to prepare. And as the clock was winding down, People were crying. There was panic everywhere. Many people started to pray. And bluntly, I started to pray, but I'm not that religious in an organized fashion. I'm spiritual. And as I started to pray, I started laughing because I I felt 
if there's God and he's tuned in to my prayer right now, he's probably going to lecture me and say, oh, sure, now you need me. <laughs> now you're praying. And, and I, I, I chuckled, and I said, okay, well, let's go more into a conversation, and let me try to cut a deal. And my prayer was pretty simple. It was, um, you know, please let me get through this. I'll use this as a reckoning, as a big life pivot, and I will not only live a life without regret, I promise I will leave more than I take. That was my fundamental offer. And what was equally as interesting is that all the things that I was panicked about in this emergency situation and things that I would miss had nothing to do with the things that I had. Mm. You know, it wasn't like I was saying, oh my God, please let me live that brand new BMW I just bought. I need to go drive it for, you know, another day. I mean, it, it was a very sobering moment that that had clarity, which was I'm in this reckoning, and what do I do, and how do I live up to the promise? And and you know, obviously we made it through that flight, and I didn't know what to do. I, I didn't know. Okay, I'm changed. I've had a reckoning, and let's be honest, you. Every one of your listeners, me on an ongoing basis, will all have reckonings. Absolutely. Small, medium, large, and extra large. Someone's Absolutely. Gonna, someone's going to break your heart. That's right. You're going to have a financial setback. That's You're right. going to not be able to fulfill one of your ambitions. You'll have a health scare. Someone close to you will die. And And I had a big reckoning, and the first thing I did was I created my list, my scorecard, mine was the 101 things to do before I die. Mm. And really what that became was an envisioning tool for me to know how to manage my time, effort, to live this life without regret. So the first two steps in the process was um, have a reckoning, Mm-hmm. and embrace it, uh-huh. and then develop your life plan. And literally, it sounds simple, but once you write things down, I mean, I wrote down, own sports teams win a championship. Wow. Right? 15 years later, someone approaches me, asks, would I be interested in buying the teams? I initially said no. Hey, I'm married. I have children. There's a lot of public scrutiny behind this. It's a lot of money. I don't think it's right for me. Um, I go home. I talk to my wife about it, and she says, "Well, you made this life list. What if you get 99 of the 101 things done? Would you feel like you had lived your life to its full?" Mm. Um, I ended up going back and buying the teams. Wow. I wrote on the list, make a movie, win an Oscar and Emmy. You know, 22 years later, I get inspired by a subject. I make a film. It gets accepted at the Sundance Film Festival. And and a year and a half later, it's on HBO, and I won an Emmy Award. Wow. 
And so envisioning and keeping to that list to build this body of work, there's something magical about that. So that's, that's the first fundamental. And as I started to grow as an individual, I realized, well, the real reason I put down this list was I wanted to leave more than I took, but I also wanted to be happy. Mm. And that's another thing that I think we as a society and we as parents and leaders sometimes, um, as much as I love my mom and dad, um, I never remember them once telling me, um, you should be happy. Mm. It was always the level of activity and working hard and, and, and we never discussed, well, what makes for happiness? What, how do you define what makes somebody happy? And one day I was on a, a school trip with my son and we went to the Library of Congress. And at the Library of Congress, they have a interactive display where the Declaration of Independence was written and every draft and red line version, edited version, you can look at. And literally, it was a living, breathing document with all of our founding fathers opining on it and editing it. And the only line that had no edits was life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. Hold that thought. Woo, that's fantastic. The pursuit. Folks, you're listening to Ted Leonsis on the Willie Jolly Show. Hold on. He's going to have to leave shortly, but I might can get a few more minutes with him. Hang on for me, Ted. Folks, be right back. This is Willie Jolly. The best is yet to come. Hi, this is Dr. Willie Jolly. And for years, I've told people that in order to have a greater life, it starts by having greater individual days. If you have a great day and you repeat that great day seven times, you've had a great week. And you repeat that week four times, you've had a greater month. And then repeat that month 12 times, you've had a greater year and you're on your way to a greater life. And it starts with that individual day. I recommend you start each day with something powerful. I call it the pure, the powerful, and the positive. Rather than starting your day with bad news, how many people got killed or how many children got snatched or how many fires there were, I recommend you start your day with something to inspire and empower and encourage you to make this day a great day. We're excited to announce the start of Jolly TV on my Facebook page. Go to Willie Jolly, Willie.Jolly on Facebook. Just go to Willie.Jolly on Facebook and get ready for a great day and a great life. Have a great day on purpose.
right, the sky is the limit. Faith can take you as high and far as you want to go. You got to have the faith to believe that all things are possible. And if you can believe and you can conceive, you can start to live your dreams. Folks, I know it's tough. I know it's challenging. It's been a difficult time for many people. They've lost homes and cars. But I want to encourage you, don't give up. Whatever you do, don't give up. Keep the faith. Keep fighting. You hear me say at the end of every segment, the best is yet to come. I believe that. As the old man told me on a plane when I was struggling with my business, he was said, I'm 88 years old, young man, and my best is yet to come. And if he could have that kind of optimism, what was stopping me from doing what I could do? And I went back home with a new attitude and a new optimism, a new hopefulness. And in the 20 years that have gone by, I've been inducted into the Speaker Hall of Fame, named one of the outstanding five speakers in the world, uh, television, radio, and books, and all the above. But it's just the tip of the iceberg because I truly believe with all that's happened, the best is yet to come. And for you, your best is yet to come. The gentleman we have on today is Ted Leonsis. He's one of those kind of believers, too, who believe that people can do incredible things if they're encouraged and inspired. And he's a he's a giver extraordinaire and he gives to people. And, and many times you don't even hear about the giving. And and I'm grateful that I've got friends who know him personally who say this man's heart is is, is the biggest part of him. And we're grateful for him being able to be a part of this show. Ted, thank you for being on, my brother. Well, it's very sweet of you to have me on, and you know, I'd like to pick up where we left yes, off. Yes, you, you said the pursuit of happiness. I love that. The, that's the only one that was not edited. Wow. Yes, so, but how do you define happiness? Yes. And so I started to read every book, the Dalai Lama. I, there's, there's been studies about happiness over 30-year periods. When I was at AOL, I would go online and create what's called an online panel, and you know, it really came to um, the nature and quality of the relationships that you have with your husbands and wives and mothers and fathers and children and friends and coworkers, and the productivity and joy that you take in your life's work. Mm. And happy people live longer, happy people have better sex lives, happy people are more successful. And so I literally started to say, is there a science around this? And what traits do happy people share? And that's, that's how we'll end the segment. Um, it's pretty simple. Um, it comes down to, are you an active participant in multiple communities of interest? Hmm. And the more communities of interest that you become connected to and the more you connect those communities. So you're active at work, you're active at church, you're active at, you know, your children's PTA, you're involved politically, you're volunteering, and you connect those communities. Those people that exhibit that trait of being active in multiple communities of interest score very high on the happiness meter. The, the second is that you have high levels of self-expression. Mm. Um, um, maybe that's why I wrote the book and make movies. Uh, I blog every day. There's 250 million people around the world now who blog. Blogging is a way to have self-expression, to have the say to the world, listen to what I have to say. I know I've been married to almost 25 years. The only time I ever get into an argument with my wife, what does she say to me? You're not listening to me. <laughs> <laughs> so self-expression, really, really important. The third, that you exhibit high levels of empathy. Empathy is the human emotion that's probably least 
understood, but it's also the act that makes for great religious leaders, great political leaders. You were talking about Martin Luther King. Um, I, I greatly admire Martin Luther King. In fact, I just read an unbelievable book out called Hellhounds on His Trail. And what you're struck by Martin Luther King was his great empathy. Mm. And people who tune up their personal empathy really are have the best quality relationships or the best leaders. And so so it's active being an active participant in multiple communities of interest, having high levels of self-expression, having empathy, and then showing gratitude. And I say you show gratitude by getting out of the I and into the we mm. and volunteering and giving back. That people who get out of the selfishness of me, 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 and get into a collective and we and us and volunteer and give back, they score very, very high on not only the happiness meter, but the success meter. And that lastly, you are in pursuit of a higher calling. Um, it's not about the money. You know, when I was at AOL, I never wanted to build a company that was worth $150 billion on Wall Street or generated $10 billion in revenue, which we did. I wanted to help develop a media that was more valuable than the telephone and the television and that could bring democracy to the world and introduce the world to the magic of interactivity. Um, even with the Caps or the Wizards, I don't want to just make the playoffs and win a championship. We want to bring our city closer together. We want to create millions and millions of lifelong positive memories between moms and dads and their children and best friends and, and neighbors. And so finding that higher calling in everything you do is key. And the next lesson in the book is that, well, it's not just for people, it's for companies. Companies that are in the community-oriented business. How did our president start his career? That's right. A community, community organizer. That's right. And, and that, that your enterprise, if it's active and activates communal action, if it allows its employees and its customers to have high levels of self-expression, if you show gratitude to your customers, if you allow your employees to volunteer, if they, your customers and your employees have all signed up and understand what the higher calling is and you're all in it together, you will build great value. Ooh, I love that. And that is exactly right. And you look at the companies, and I, I think you did it very wonderfully, going through the companies that we can all identify with who are, who are actually involved. And one of the guests who I had on recently talked about Paul Newman and how he became a social activist and philanthropist by starting a company that would give back to others. And even past his death, it continues to do that. And so uh, you're doing that, Ted. You're doing that with what you have created, and you are a blessing to so many people. Well, I appreciate it. And if you enjoyed the interview and you want to learn more of the books, The Business of Happiness, you can get it at Amazon or your bookstore. And just know I give the proceeds to some 
worthy charities. Well, I want to say for everybody who's listening, and we got a lot of people listening across America, get this book and then share it. I'm, I'm going to let my family read it. And my son, he just finished law school and I want him to read it because, uh, by the way, he, t- he met you a couple weeks ago, Ted, you were doing something for the, the, uh, board of trade and, and I was unable to go, but I told him, I said, go and meet the different owners. He wants to be a sports team owner. One time he wants, oh, to, fantastic. He wants to own a sports, uh, a soccer franchise. So I said, go and see the people who are doing what you want to do. And he said, of all the people Dad, Ted Leonsis was like the most, he was just really real and and uh, not about him, and just was uh, just wonderful. I said, "Well, I'm looking forward to interviewing." So, God bless you, Ted. Well, thank you, thank you for the opportunity, and try to be happy. Make your list. All right. Well, look, <laughs> I, I want everybody to make their list and uh, stay stay tuned, Ted. I'm gonna send you some stuff. Cool. All, All right. right. We'll Thank stay in touch, so my much. friend. God bless you. All right. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Well, folks, what a great interview. Ted Leonsis, the owner of the Washington Wizards, the Washington Capitals, and the Washington Mystics. And I really am talking not just now that he's off the line. I can say it uh, so you'll know. This life list, uh, in his life list, at the, at, the, at the end of the book, he talks about the life list that he made uh, back when he was uh, just coming out of uh, uh, his first uh, experience with that almost cr- plane crash. And he had first family matters. He had uh, a list of things he wanted to have and have on his list. One was fall in love, get married, check. Have a healthy son, check. Have a healthy daughter, check. Take care of the mother and father, check. Take care of the in-laws, check. And he goes down all the things that he wanted. And some of them are still unchecked, have grandchildren and have great-grandchildren. Then he had financial matters. Uh, pay off all college debts, check. Net worth of uh, ten million after check after taxes, check. Then net worth of a hundred million after taxes, check. And he went down that list. Then possessions, uh, own a home, a beach home, and then a jet, a yacht. He had all them checked. A Mercedes, a Benz, a, a piece of art, watches, a Ferrari, checked all those. But then he got into charities. That's where he really give someone's life uh, via. Change someone's life via charity. Give $1 million to Georgetown University. Have both of those checked. And then his sports things, as he told you, own a sports franchise. And then travel. And, and then just stuff. Be on a cover of a magazine. Own a uh, this or that. It, it, just fantastic. Y'all stay tuned. When I come back, I got a little bit more for you. We're going to tell you how to grow and go to the next level. And then at the top of the hour, oh, get ready. I got a great guest for you. So this is Willie Jolly on the Willie Jolly Show. For sure, the best is yet to come. Hi, this is Dr. Willie Jolly, and people often ask, how did I go from a broke, busted nightclub singer to become a best-selling author and to be voted one of the outstanding five speakers in the world by the 175,000 members of Toastmasters International? The answer is that I decided to invest and change my thinking, invest in my mindset, and decided to change my inputs because inputs determine outputs. I heard about a seminar years ago when I was just getting started. I was making about $100 a speech, and I heard this seminar that was creating millionaires, and it cost $10,000, but the guy was getting results. I didn't have that kind of money, but I decided to borrow it because I learned that there's a price for success, the price of college, the price of going to school, the price of education. There's a price for success, and then there's a cost for not paying the price, the cost of staying the same. And that cost is greater than the price. It's too expensive. 
And so I went and it changed my life. And I came back and quickly made $100,000. I heard a similar story from Dr. Dave Martin, how he went to a success rally, heard a speaker who inspired him. He and his friend said, wow, that's changed my life. The speaker had a package of materials to help build wealth. The package cost $1,500. And that was all the money Dr. Dave had to his name. Dr. Dave's friend asked, do you think this stuff is worth it? Dr. Dave thought for a moment. He said, I don't know. I don't know if it's worth it. But I do know that I'm worth it. I'm worth it. He invested that money in that package and used the materials to grow his thinking. He grew his mindset. He shared how that $1,500 investment has gone on to generate millions in revenues. He's a multimillionaire. And he has homes now in Arizona and Florida. I want to say to you, it's time to invest in you. I want to give you some materials that will help you grow you, grow your mindset, grow your future, grow your finances. Go to wjspeaks.com slash billionaire. wjspeaks.com slash billionaire to get some materials that will inspire your success and will help you find that there's a price for success, but there's a cost for not paying the price. And the cost is always greater than the price. Go to wjspeaks.com slash billionaire and get the bag, the box, or any of the materials there and keep growing your wealth. And remember, as a man thinketh, so as he is, and your best is yet to come. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.